social distancing. I'm masked up, cause I don't want your germs on me. I'ma need six feet to keep your mask on, please. Six feet, that's what social distance means. So back up and practice social distancing. I'm masked up, cause I don't want your germs on me. I'ma need six feet and keep your mask on, please. Six feet. Back up. Mask up, cause I don't want your germs on me. I'ma need six feet and keep your mask on, please. Hey. Welcome to the Black Delicates Podcast. (laughs) Bars. All right. Welcome to the Black Delicates Podcast. That's going to be our new intro, y'all, for the rest of the quarantine slash Corona Gate slash what else we going to call it? The Pre-Pocalypse. That's going to be our theme song. She Uh, need to do a versus against Nas. (laughs) Hey, that's slanderous. Come on. (laughs) Okay, I am your host, the Black Ryan. That is Ghetto Phenom. What's good, man? What's up? What's with it? Happy to be back. Box wine Poppy, who could or could not be sitting I'm there listening. listening. And hey, just I'm, I'm, we, got, we have some smoke for uh, St. Louis's favorite rapper here pretty soon, so keep it going. All right, all right. No worries, no worries. So um, we all made it back. Appreciate it. Thank God. Um, Hopefully everybody was good, but I will find out in this week in blackness. I hope y'all listeners know that uh, we don't talk to each other at all, at least lately, since the quarantine. Y'all start actually working and not posting on the group chat as soon as the quarantine started, which is ridiculous. <laughs> because now I want to talk to y'all and none man, of y'all want to talk. That's false. You and, me and you so, were going back and forth. and then, But look, we'll, we'll get into it. Saturday, I was I was yeah, texting y'all. I was man. saying, I was sending out the bat signal, the ish, help, you know, help uh, STL. Uh, well, on Saturday, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> See, you can't be picky and choosing. <laughs> uh, yes, I can. That's the yeah. point. I blame Group Me. Group Me don't never give me my uh, notifications. When I pulled it up today, I was like, "That's when I saw all y'all conversation for like the past week." Word? I was like, "Oh, oh. Been I was like, dang, what is doing?" You know, I ain't seen right. none of that until today. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure what you was doing. I, you know, I thought maybe you and you and your lady was patching things up or something, you know. Hey, no, no need to patch it up. It's already patched up. Hey, you can always patch it up more. So. Anyway, this week in blackness, we gonna start with Paul because Paul <laughs> always leaves early. Paul, look, I wouldn't be leaving early if we didn't. If y'all didn't ramble on about conspiracy theories and R and B desert storm songs and. And, and Baby Shark Yo, R&B, R&B song. Desert Storm Come song was fire. Anyway, man, look, Weekend Blackness, it's been pretty whack, man. I mean, again, we I'm just trying to make it through the week. I'm trying to make it day by day, minute by minute. I'm trying to, we're, we're trying not to kill each other in this house. Uh, two funny stories, though. I went for a long, again, I'm going to tell you about I've been going running, you know, working out, got the home gym. But I uh, went for a long walk the other day. And, I, you know, I got, my, I got the YouTube premium. So I got the YouTube music, unlimited streaming. And I had like, I think I put on like some southern southern rap, and I'm sitting there just just going for my little walk jog, and somehow in the stream came on Masterpiece Bourbons and Lax. Ish, are you aware of this song? Oh, Bourbons and Lax. Look, yes, I, it is a, it is kind of a jam, but oh man, I had I haven't listened to the song in, in so long, and I, I I probably I need a reminder, man. You got it. I don't have it queued up. I'm sure Ish can Ish if you want to pull it up while oh. I'm talking, but pull it up. But look, man, it look it starts off fine, Masterpiece. You know, it's Masterpiece, Masterpiece, but then. Somewhere in the middle, Silk the Shocker gets on, and oh my God, it is the worst rapper. And <laughs> worst look, the, the, the crazy part was I was dying laughing to my. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm sure my neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I'm sitting there walking around my neighborhood and I'm just uh, cracking up to myself because I'm like, 
this dude is terrible. And then he just keeps going. Like, he didn't drop, like, like I was like, man, just be like Ronnie DeVoe and drop eight bar, eight trash bars. This dude dropping, like, 114 garbage bars in a row. I'm like, when is this going to end? <laughs> That's it right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> anyway, you, do, do not play the slip the shocker, shocker part, but... uh. Oh, I gotta go to. <laughs> yeah, gotta go if to you want to go to it, go to it. But look, man, it, it, cue it up ish. But look, it is so bad. But anyway, I just it, it it amused me, and so I started going down a little rabbit hole of uh, of Silk the Shocker raps, and I was just cracking up to myself on this like forty five minute walk, <laughs> listening to like seven eight Silk the Shocker songs, and I was like, oh man, this guy was so like how did how did we let this skate by? That this this is this is horrendous. Ish, have you found it? You want to play it? You want to play a little bit of it? Yo, can we can we do uh the worst rappers of hey, all I'm time? Hey, I'm ready. Flossing down the block, hollering my boys up in the third. Got the latest words, swerve to the side of the curb. Phoenix, boy, uh, they beat us. I'm still giving five dollars to wipe my white walls. First about the block, drop the top, cause it was hot. Hit the spot with the most hope at the side show about the plot. Yo, this man. ain't even Nothing bad. With that flow. That's not even bad, Sukta Shaka, because slow Sukta Shaka is better. I was dying laughing. It was so terrible. Anyway, so I, yeah, it got me thinking about terrible rappers. But, you know, I definitely put him, if, if there's a terrible rapper Hall of Fame, I, I don't know who all five, you know, who the top five would be, but I. I, I Give me three. Silk Give me three, Shaka, Paul. Uh, Ronnie DeVoe, okay. for sure. And then. Uh, uh, little okay. Troy, because he got that one song that's, that well, he's trash, but whoever that little that little young dude that's rapping on there is pretty tight. I don't know who that dude is. I wish I'd heard another song from that dude. But I'm a, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you uh not in well I'm gonna give it to Silk because he actually thinks he's good. The rest of the people probably don't. So Silk the Shocker worse. Number two is Crunchy <laughs> Black. Number three Oof. is uh the girl from City Girls who got out of jail. She don't even rap on that's a, but trash. that's young yacht a little yachty rapping on it. That's the, he don't write, she don't write none of this stuff. That's a, that's little yachty. She, she writes for her. Supposedly, I mean, I'm serious. Yo, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna fact I'm check. Serious. He writes most of the stuff for real. Supposedly, who called up Little Yachty and said, "Yo, yo, raps are so trash. I need you to write something for me." Because he almost he would make the top five. Go anyway, ahead. so that man, so yeah, just got, got me going down a little wormhole of trash rappers. But yeah, Silk the Shocker, I was like, man, how did this get in my feed? And I, I, I got to figure out some kind of way. I, how do you, like on streaming, like how can you just like block a person, like any song with this dude? <laughs> I, they need to add that feature on my YouTube. YouTube Premium, charge me an extra $5. I'm willing to pay it just to be able to block Silk the Shocker from any future rap feed. <laughs> and that's what I get for listening to some Southern rap anyway. But anyway, so that, that was one thing. Uh, what else, man? So look, again, it's getting warm out here. Uh, you know, we ain't got nowhere to go, so we're just kind of hanging out in the yard. Uh, killed two snakes a day. Saw one saw one yesterday. Wow. And I'm like, and I'm out there with the kid. We're getting ready to go on the trampoline. I saw its little tail, like, going up underneath my deck. I'm like, oh, man, there it is. But I ain't got, I ain't got nothing. No, I ain't got the hoe on me. I was like, I can't. I, you know, my, 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 my snake killer. So I was like, man, I'm going to get you. But, but I sit there and sit. But I'm sitting there. But I'm, sitting there I'm turning into a crazy old man because I'm sitting there talking to myself, ta- talking out loud to the snake. I'm like, I'm going to get you. If I see you again, it's on. And so I got the hoe out and I put it in the garage and I was like, next time I'm just gonna have it ready. Ain't gonna catch me slipping. Go out there today. He's sitting right there in almost the same spot he was just like taunting me, like, hey, hey man, you ain't gonna do nothing to me. I said, Oh, okay, you don't think I'm gonna do nothing. I went back there, got the hoe, chopped him up. 
And so that, so I chopped him up. I left him there. I was like, I'm going to leave you here just to, just to tell your boys. Just yeah, as a sign to the other snakes. <laughs> so I go jump on a trampoline with my little kid. We out there for about 30 minutes. I come. We, we, uh, he, he takes off and he goes back back toward the garage. Like we go and go back in the house. Why? He jumps right over a snake, like just laying there in the, on, the, on the sidewalk, like right where we, I had killed the last one at. Like that must have been his boy hiding out. He's like, man, I got to get up out of here. But he just decided to stay out there on the curb. So I was like, oh, man, you want it too. So I'm sitting there like, because my kid was getting ready to go back there and touch it. I was like, get back, get back. Chopped him up too, man. So I killed two snakes today. So I was like, man, I got to move. I got to burn this whole house down. But hey, maybe that's why I don't have raccoons like, uh, like Ish, man, because all the snakes just out here. Probably. Right. Snakes out there. Hey, yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, Snake was was trying to escape. He was trying to ride for his homie. He was like, came yeah. to that spot. You know, he, he probably played Master P. <laughs> uh, I miss my homies. And so he was like, I'm about to wait for this dude to come up off that trampoline, and I'm about hey, to give I, him some smoke. But it sounds like, unfortunately, uh, the snake smoke. was the loser. The snake was definitely losing. But, man, yo, the snake, man, it's, it's crazy. They, they still be moving so long after. He's like, man, why? Just die already, man. Just just go. Just go. Just, just go. Look, look, man, you chop my head off. I'm not going to be moving. I'm not going to do a lot, whole lot of, lot, lot of stuff moving around, man. I'm just going to lay there. And then I get on, like, on a... Uh, the next door app, man. The next door app in the springtime is like halfway. It's almost all like like snake stuff. Like, oh, this is a good snake. That's a that's a good snake. You want to keep that snake around, man? I'm killing any snake that come. If you if I see you on my property and and you ain't like a little cute bunny, you getting killed. So that's it, man. That's that's what I gotta say. Uh, other things. Went to a state park this week. I, look, I've never been to a state park before in my entire. I, I think maybe one time I had to play golf with some coworkers at a state park, but I've never messed with state parks. I don't I don't rock with that. That's some rich people stuff right there if you ain't never been to a state well, park. I ain't never been to a state park before. So look, I went to the state park <laughs> and they were like, you know, most things are closed. I was like, well, we're just going to go out there. The weather's kind of nice. We'll go out there. You know, it's a lake. We'll just kind of walk around. Check out. Yo, it was real nice. And I thought it was going to be real redneck because it's like south of where I live at, kind of going out into the country. I was like, man, it's going to be real redneck out there. Man, it was hella black people out there. Hella, hella Hispanic dudes just out there having a good time fishing. Because we broke. I guess so, we man. Broke. Look, we look, gotta man, go to I'm that like, stuff. Man, why nobody tell me about this? How come there there needs to be like some kind of, you know, some kind of like agreement on Twitter or something like that? Hey, black and brown people <laughs> it's safe to go to the, the state park, and it was pretty chill, man. Like they had it all figured out. Nobody was bothering nobody. Yeah. Just folks out there, just 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 country black dudes out there listening to Pride to Silk the Shocker and fishing, and it was cool, man. And I liked it. So I had to go back, man. State parks. I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to check these out, things out now. Never did one before though. Seriously. Nice. Yeah, man. State parks is is the is are cool, man. You got to pick the right ones. But some of them got something in them. Some of them don't. Uh, Ish, have you been to Elephant Rocks Park? That's here in Missouri. It's not very far from here. Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't sound familiar, but okay. I feel like if you've I been there, you would know. Elephant Rocks Park has the hugest boulders, like ever. Just to stand next to them is pretty cool. Kind of hike up a mountain. It's just a lot of a lot of big rocks. So it's, it's on uh, Missouri. You say it's in Missouri. Not yeah, it's Illinois. in Missouri. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not far from here because I know one time I went to go and we just passed the exit. Like nothing says like oh Elephant Rocks Park. At least I didn't notice it, and uh, so it was easy to miss because I know I missed it and then it was too late, so we just went back home. But then another time I went back and we found it. But yeah, yeah, it's there. It was a lot of people there. It was cool. Just find some super huge boulders. Oh, the slanging boulders. Yeah, but hella folks out there, man. So, like, uh, I mean, people were trying to uh, practice social distancing, but there was a lot of folks out there, man. Just People just bored, man. I'm telling you, people people was over this coronavirus, man. It's 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 a wrap. You just dead, dead the whole thing. 
So, Ryan, what you got, man? You, you go next. All right. I got... Let's see what was going on. I got these dang oh. bees, Paul. I got these dang bees. I told you about these bees. Uh, we talked about them last episode. Carpenter bees on my deck. I wasn't sure how many I had. I thought I only had one or two. But no, there are a lot of them. They just don't all come out at the same time. Not sure what they be doing. They chilling. Um, went back outside. There are at least seven to eight holes all on the same mm-hmm. side of my deck. And uh, I used the spray. You told me to get specific carpenter bee spray. I did. It's got the little nozzle. It's got the little cone that you put mm-hmm. in the hole. Spray it up in there. And uh, yeah, did that on Friday night. And I was like, yeah, y'all, Milo is dead. Because, you know, I told the kids we named it Milo. So anytime we see one, it's like, what up, Milo? So they wouldn't be scared of it no more. And, um, yeah, we uh, <laughs> stood out there in, in the dark because it had already gotten dark. And I forgot to go out there. I usually want, I wanted to go out there at dawn to make sure they was all back in their nest, chilling, eating dinner with the wife, you know, babies at home, everybody in the house for a good night's rest, and then murder them all. That was my plan. <laughs> So I had the kids go out there, and I'm like, all right, time to kill Milo so y'all can come out with me. Maybe we can have a, a memorial service afterwards, you know, however y'all want to do it. And the kids then got scared on me when we got out there because it was dark. Now, I kind of got a little creeped out, too. You know why? Because the whole time we were standing there, all we was hearing was bzz, 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 and it was just doing that every once in a while. And I'm like, dang, like it's not like Milo to be out this late. Usually he don't be out. But you know what it was? It was just beetles. It was just a bunch of beetles coming up out the grass. So I shined the light down, and I'm like, oh, it's just beetles. Y'all chill. Gave my, my daughter the, fla- uh, the flashlight, or Trenton the flashlight. Gave my daughter the fly swatter. I said, if you see any beetles, you can hit them. See any bees, protect daddy at all costs. <laughs> she was like, okay. So finally got them over being scared. Trenton wasn't pointing the light right. Sprayed all the hose. Woke up in the morning. I'm like, all right, it's done. Told the wife, you know, I did my Superman stance, looked up to the sky, and I was like, it's done, babe. You don't have to worry about those bees anymore. And she was like, oh, my hero. You know, you know how they do. And uh, woke up the next morning, three, four of them out there. It was more than it was the day before. So text Paul, and I was like, yo, what is this carpenter bee mess that does not kill bees? This is trash. Made by Bayer. It's legit. So you know Bayer know how to make some poison. They got all type of type of poison. Uh, I went back out Saturday night, uh, this time at dusk, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to kill them all this time. So I walk over there, and I notice there's one sitting here. Sprayed it, just regular old wasp spray that I had, and I just stepped on this one because I'm like, look, if I got to kill them manually, that's what I'm going to do because that one was just chilling and being disrespectful. You better go in when you see me, homie. So (laughs) I I look around, and I, I look a little closer. Now I see... A bunch of dead bees down there. I don't know what the what the like delay was, but apparently it killed all of them. They all must have fell out the nest and fell on I the told ground. You. So outside of the one that I stepped on, there was another one dead. There was a row of them right beneath where their holes are. Uh, I sprayed the holes again anyway to make sure I got it all up in there to get the uh, larva. I don't know how long the uh, growth cycle is, but I wanted to make sure they was gone. So it actually worked. Took care of them bees. They up out of here. Um, R.I.P. for the bees. Yeah, dead to me. Uh, let's see. Been playing a lot of Fortnite. So Trenton. Uh, okay, so Fortnite on the Switch is a different environment because you only playing with little kids. I think 
because ain't no grown man <laughs> worth they salt got a first person shooter on the Switch because it's the only first person shooter on the Switch. Uh, besides Warface, which is actually a military game, it's uh pretty cool though. But I think it's just all it's just a bunch of little kids. So Trenton I think, and I uh, isn't that's not um cross platform. I don't I think, think the Switch is in that. I think no, every okay. other every other one is. Yes. Um, because I did look for um Kayla's brother, um his his name today, and it wasn't on there. But I think I read that it's not cross platform with the Switch. Yes. So me and Trenton been running a lot of a lot of games on our team rumbles or whatever. So it's a, it's a cool game if you just want to have some fun, shoot people, not really feel like you're killing folks because it's kind of like a hologram kind of thing, uh, the way they they die or whatever. So that's been fun. Uh, keep in mind what level am I right now? I am like a thirty four. Trenton out here is like a hundred and two. Yo, we started playing the game at the same time. This dude be playing <laughs> like all day sometimes. And I'm like, yo, no games today, no games tomorrow. Like, chill, you've been looking at that screen too long. But this dude is a hundred and something right now. And he like, oh daddy, I got this, I got this, I got this, and I had this many headshots. And I'm like, okay, man, like I'm trying to catch up with you so we could be on the same level, but that's never gonna happen. And he's nope. like, I could level you up. I'm like, no, yep. you're not. <laughs> I'm not letting him. That's that's weak. Hey, that's that's you got to use that resource, man. You know, kids pretty much got unlimited time. I know yes. the homie Mike, he kind of does that on 2K, where if his character's getting outpaced uh, by the homies or whatever, he'll just have his kids be like, "Hey, uh, I need you to play some career games with my with my player, so I can get." So my how that work on there? Because on um, on Fortnite, it's just to to get things you have to level up. So, like, if you want to get, like, new skins or new whatever, what I have to pay for them. So, that's yeah. all I want. I just want, like, new new weapons and new skins. No, on 2K, it's more about getting attributes or getting badges, you know, oh, okay. so that your player can be better. Um, so, it's like, you know, you just have to put in the time, play games to get, get more badges or to get more VC so you can buy the... Uh, the attribute upgrades or whatever. Really? And so, you know, as a working person, he like, hey, I, I got other things going on. I'm going to put my kids to work and go ahead and level up a little bit quicker that way. So you got to do that, man. Take advantage of the kids. And, yeah, I think the time of you beating your kids in video game is over because we old, we trash at video games now, and little kids is just going to walk all over. So Nah, 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 hold up. Let's get used to it, man. Hold up, we ain't saying all that. I ain't, I ain't got trash at nothing. <laughs> that's not, that's not happening yet. I'm my, what, my what, uh, what's your hand eye coordination is still straight. Trenton's? A level just means that you're just playing. It doesn't mean like you're getting better stats. That has nothing to do with it. You said he got more head kill shots, right? Or no, no, nah, nah, he just be telling me that he got head shots. I have no idea. It doesn't track stuff like that. Like I can't pull it up and be like, oh, you number ranked whatever in the country. It ain't got none of that, which is lame. Gotcha. Because, like, I can't even see what other people's scores were on the game. There's no way to look. Like, there's no scoreboard at the end. You either won or you lost. And, you know, they show you your stats. So, just like 2020. This kid's soft out here. I don't even know how many kills they really had <laughs> versus the other person. But, yeah, he, it ain't like we playing and he getting more kills than me when we play together. I mean, he got to get his, like, we basically got two switches because I bought another screen. And then I just give him the controller. Uh, so he'll play on his own, and he got his own little account. And then I got 
my own, and we play like that. Because no split screen no more. They got rid of it. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Dead to Me. We talked about that. Uh, Netflix. Uh, if y'all have watched that before, it was a pretty good show. I watched season one. Paul mentioned it in the group chat. Um, it's got Christina Applegate in it. And slowly but surely, it has become the show about, you know, being a white woman in America <laughs> where you can do anything and don't worry, you'll get away with it. Because no matter what happens, no matter who gets caught, there's a reason that they just can't, they can't take them in. Like, no, you don't worry about it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted Paul to be on here because Paul has been watching it. But uh, he ran off on, on daddy duties already. But we kind of did a, a pre-podcast, so I cut him some slack. Uh, let's see. I was listening to some music, and I discovered an old band called The Black Keys. I don't know if anybody's heard of The Black Keys. That's black, but... Uh, like a rock and roll group, kind of like their music. So uh, I had a little little evening. Of, I did some painting over here on some figures that I had to repaint. And so while I was doing that, listened to some some rock and roll and selected the Black Keys. Looking, listened to a little Jimi Hendrix. Always been a fan of the electric guitar and bass. It's one of those things that I want to do on my bucket list is learn how to play electric guitar. So. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get an amp and all that kind of stuff and really mess with it. But I just like how it sounds. Hey, you might as well do it now. You're in Corona season. This is the time where you're supposed to build up them type of skills and hobbies and things like that. So, yeah, get, uh, stimulus bread. Get you one. You head over to YouTube. Maybe it happen. Maybe. I'll wait till the stores open back up and go to Goodwill and get one. I almost bought one a couple times now. So, that's pretty much it for me. What about you, Ishmael? How was your week in blackness? Yo, my week in blackness was nothing but problems. Problems on top of problems on top of problems. Um, First, you know, I talked about last week uh, going or deciding to replace my garbage disposal. Right. I I said I wasn't going to get a plumber unless I had to. And so won't try to uh, we'll try not to draw this story out, but ended up ordering a garbage disposal um, from a hardware store, went and picked it up, got everything ready. I'm like, I'm going to wait till the weekend because then I'm not really on any type of time schedule. You know, my day's more open. I don't have any other commitments. And so Saturday morning or afternoon, early afternoon, started to get to it. Pull out my instructions, got all my tools together, get up underneath the sink, which is kind of stinking because, again, <laughs> it had some type of leak under there. I was yeah. catching it, but still just reeking. Anyway, so I go to start taking the garbage disposal off, the old one, and I realized that it was not installed properly. So. Really? I don't know if you are familiar with garbage disposals. I'm yeah, sure I had one and put one on before. Okay. I'm sure our listeners don't necessarily care about it, but the way that the garbage disposal connects, it's like a, I don't know, it's a harness where it's like uh, almost like two rings of metal that you turn and they, you know, clasp onto each other, and that's how it, it stays sturdy. But whoever installed it, 
they never really secured the top part of that harness um, or that ring to the sink properly. So right. when I'm trying to unhook it, the whole thing is just spinning. Like the whole, the uh, flange, like all of that is just spinning. So yeah. I can't ever get the leverage to unconnect those two things. So that's I'm trying. A tough, it, that's a tough position to be in too, to try to do something. Yeah. And the way it's made is like, there's some screws that have to be screwed all the way in to keep it tight, you know, to make it sturdy. And those screws weren't done, but once the garbage disposal is on there, you can't reach the screws. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way that you could get under there to... So, it was just jacked up. So, I'm like, really? damn it. So, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, came up with three possible solutions. Number one, call a plumber, of course. And <laughs> even when I was researching prices... Not an option. <laughs> anywhere from 200 to $800. 800 you know, Because they charge hourly. Yeah. And I'd be damned if I'm about to pay some $800 for somebody to come out right. and try to. be like, bro, you at you at $300, let's go. Get out. <laughs> right. Just You're stop. Done. Whatever you got you... done, just leave it. I got right. it. Wherever you are. Uh, the other <laughs> option is to replace the entire sink because I'm like, okay, if I can't okay. get this disposal out, I could just buy a new sink and replace that, which doesn't look hard, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. Or the third option is to you know, try to forcibly remove that. So I haven't done it yet, but I went, I bought me a hacksaw. Say, like, monkey, monkey wrenches, you can't. thing off by any way, by any means. So that's still, that's still a work in progress, but nothing but problems out of this garbage disposal. Uh, the other issue. I don't know, man. Once you've got to get a, a saw for anything, you probably better off letting that, letting that plumber get at that. Nah, you man. probably could just pay the plumber just to take it off. I probably could, and I'm, I'm sure that they got the specialized tools to do it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they would be able to do it, but I'm just like, you know, especially something like that. A lot of them, they're gonna charge you a fee just to come out. Yeah, they got the they got the the first round of 150 probably. The first hour you got to pay for or something like that or whatever the upfront money is. But yeah, uh, we'll see. I got my hacksaw. That's that's my plan right now. It's probably it's a terrible plan. Sounds like a terrible plan. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, but <laughs> but hey, it's content for the show. So yeah, go ahead, hacksaw it off <laughs> exactly, and let us know how that went. Yeah, the other thing I told y'all, I'd be going to the church every other Sunday to kind of facilitate the live stream. Uh, YouTube kind of changed it up. Uh, the way that we normally do the live streams didn't work anymore, but I didn't know that until 10 minutes before it was supposed to start because we had a lot of other stuff going on. So that was just a, a big headache, you know, when you get down to something where it's supposed to be starting. And I'm like, I literally have no idea how to do it because I knew YouTube was changing something, but the way the instructions I had of how to do it the new way, like those don't work anymore either. So it was something completely, it's like, okay, we need to be streaming now. And they're like, I was like, we gotta be, we gotta delay. You know, it's not gonna start on time. I need to figure this out. Like, oh, how long do you think? Like 10 minutes? I'm like, oh, it might be next week. Like I have no idea. But luckily it was able to figure that out. Got everything started. We were probably 10, 15 minutes late, uh, but we're able to get that 
the last thing, and I wish Box Wine Poppy was still here with us, because you know that my mantra, you know, for the past, I don't know, what, two, two months, ever since Paul was correct about this whole coronavirus pandemic thing, I told you I've been living my life. What would Box Wine Poppy do? <laughs> And he was talking earlier about going out and running, right? So I yeah. decided to order some running shoes. So order me some running shoes. They have not arrived here yet. They're not necessarily uh, the most attractive running shoes. Now, I was what's like, a, what's I a running shoe? You want to get you some Sauconies? What's what's going on? No Sauconies. I got I got Hoka's. Hoka's. I went for the okay. hardcore running shoes. Uh, so Why can't you just I, run in your Air Max? Because my thing is I need maximum, maximum cushion. So a couple years ago, I decided, look, I'm about to get in shape. I'm about to run like five days a week. And I did it for like two weeks. And my Achilles just got set on fire. And Mm -hmm. I had some, you know, decent running shoes at that time, but they just weren't super cushioned. And once my Achilles started hurting, they hurt for like a year. It took over a year before they kind of chilled out on that. So I was like, I hoop in LeBron's because those got the best cushion. So I'm like, whatever running shoes I get, they got to have the best cushion. And everything I read, it kept saying, hoka, hoka, hoka. So cop me some hokas. I'm waiting on those to arrive. So once those arrive this week, I will be out in these streets uh, trying to get my box wine poppy fitness yeah, plan. Yeah, but you're getting that box wine poppy fitness plan on in the ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> These joints look <laughs> like the. Uh, I'm looking. H-O-K-A. I'm hoping that's right. Hoka. Okay. It's the Hoka Bondi. Six, the Hoka One look, One. All I did was type in Hoka so shoes, and look, these the shoes look like you remember those, those those joints that were like curved, that were like the um, they weren't lugs, they were like the shape ups. Remember the Skechers shape up shoes? That's what they yeah, look yeah. like, right? That's uh-huh. what issue issue. Yeah, they're definitely trash. Issue the out there running around in, in Skechers shape ups like you a seventy five year old woman. Come on, man, step it up, man. <laughs> and I'm trying to get I'm trying to get uh, my glutes ready, you, can- you know. I want to be able to take some Instagram pics. Your ready for what? Yeah, I want to take some Instagram pics propped up on the kitchen sink. Look, Ish, you, know you got it. Which color? Which color you get? Ish, you got these blue ones. You got the oh, rolling sixties one. Yeah, you got gray the gray and blue. blue. Ah, yeah, I see you. Got that fake uh, Air Max ninety five mm-hmm. feel to it. <laughs> Ish, look, man. If you if you if you worry about the ankle, man, get you, get you like a bike, or get a rowing machine, man. If you can get like a, a little cheap rowing machine or something like that, that I probably that, that that'll get you a good workout. You probably got the space in the house anyway, so you can do something like that, man. Cheap cheap rowing machines don't exist. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, man. What's just cheap? Man, man, you, it? See, I I think you were gone. I said. The whole impetus behind this is what would Box Wine Poppy do? Now Box Wine Poppy's back and telling me I did the wrong thing. No, I'm What's saying, going on with that? I'm, I'm trying to what, be like you. I'm trying to be physically fit. I'm trying to get some sun. I'm trying to be out here letting my hair blow in the wind, <laughs> even though I'm the, bald. The running is good, man, but if you're concerned about your ankle, then don't do that, man. I'm, you know, that's all I'm saying. Take care of your ankle. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Like I said, I think my biggest thing last time was – I just didn't have shoes with enough cushion. Like, when I play basketball, it's not an issue when I wear LeBron's, which is the best cushion shoe. Now, yeah. when I bought my Giannis's, my Giannis Antetokounmpo's, the Greek Freaks, I ran in those, 
and my Achilles was back on fire because they don't have a ton of cushion, especially in the heel. So I think it's all about cushion. That's why I went with the Hoka's. If not, they got uh, you know, one of those 30-day return periods, no questions asked. So if I get out there and they trash or if my Achilles still on fire, go ahead and send them bad boys right back. Man, yeah. But, but light, hopefully it, it just looks like a chunky shoe. But usually I, I find like the lightest running shoes the yeah, best ones. Yeah. I like something. I, I like something. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I prefer something like real, like real thin, light, light almost like. No. I, I can't believe you disrespecting the Air Max like that, man. Man, you since we the Air Max not have enough cushion, I don't think it- Air Max cushion is is dope for like walking and chilling. But when you when it talks to when you think about running, like when you look at marathoners, when you look at distance runners, how many people are you see in some Air yeah, Max? None, none, not a none. none, none, none. Well, they're not, not they're not light man. enough for track shoes. I mean, track shoes are different. There's there's no running shoes. I'm talking about anything marathon ain't necessarily track, but. You, you you want the the, the Air Max stuff like it's it's too it's it's not stable enough like it kind of it'll move your ankle around when you're trying to run fast so like so you want something more like you know like what what it's just finding like these little you know kind of rubber sole kind of you know cushion thing you don't want that air that air is it, it air looks good but it's, it's not good for you running really yeah I mean they comfortable I wear them I got plenty of Air Max you know just that I wear around but I don't think they would even hold up. Uh, for a whole lot of miles trying to, that too. to do those that, that's, very, so. that's very true uh, you definitely don't want to be running and bust that bubble because it's a problem right because that don't feel good alright anyway let's get Word. to these topics we done bored the yes, fuck we... enough with our weak and whackness exactly <laughs> let's go ahead and get into these topics alright so I want y'all to think about it what would y'all do for a cheddar biscuit because apparently these people out here are fresh off the quarantine and they are lining up. And I mean lining up. Now, this particular story is from around Mother's Day. So they were saying that they was out here lining up, uh, waiting for some cheddar biscuits. I mean, people was everywhere. Dozens of people. These pictures are crazy. I'm going to have to find something to put in the show notes. But I know we said that we was going to be chilling. Right after this quarantine happened, you know, let things die down a little bit, see how the the virus reacts and whether or not people start getting sick and dying again. But uh, are y'all willing to risk it all right now for some cheddar biscuits? <laughs> yeah, shall let you go. Um, maybe. I don't know. Cheddar biscuits are pretty fire. You know, I try to stay at home for the most part, unless I got to go to the grocery store. Or- you know, go to go to the J-O-B. But I might stick my neck out the window for some cheddar biscuits, man. It's something about them cheddar biscuits that, that do make you want to risk it all. So I, I might have been out there in one of the Listen, mines. man. I'm not going to confirm look, more I, than Look, I don't not. care if Beyonce says I, I get to go to Red Lobster. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear none of that. I'm not going to, I'm not going, dying, fighting nobody over some Red Lobster. I know this right. video, this little story you talk about. The chick was there. On Mother's Day, I guess maybe she was trying to take her mother. Maybe she was the mother going to mother going to Red Lobster, and I guess the the, the line to to pick up food was that long. Like, fam, I'm not waiting no hour outside to pick up food. I'm cool, man. You ain't got to do nothing. None of that for me. Mother's Day, Father's Day, none of that mess. And I'm definitely not gonna get in a fight with with some lady in there, and then try to mush her in the face, mush the mush the lady in the face, and then sit there and say like, oh, she was trying to attack me and when you were on camera. Like that's, that's just stupid. Like she, she lucky she didn't get knocked out, really. But uh. 
Yeah, man, Red Lobster. I've been Red Lobster for a minute, and I don't, I don't really need to go back, man. It's like, uh, it's, it's not that good. It's kind of overpriced, and I, I'm, I'm cool on Red Lobster. That is blasphemy. Well, I, it's a black thing, right? Y'all, y'all, the, the black delegation is definitely black loves Red Lobster. Love Red yes, Lobster. I know, because Beyonce told y'all to go. We know why. <laughs> <laughs> we was going to Red Lobster long before Bay ever said anything about it. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, every once in a while, you got to go to Red Lobster. It's still good. I mean, I've been to the, the, the ritzier uh, seafood spot uh, here. At least the price seemed ritzier to me. Mm. I went to uh, McCormick's. You've been there-ish? I've been to McCormick's. Uh, I don't know. I don't it's think like, so. This is West County. Uh, but I went to McCormick's. I don't don't quote me nobody who lives here and say, "Oh, that's not Ritzy." That My is bill was Ritzy because it was like one hundred thirty dollars. <laughs> it was one hundred thirty dollars, so it was Ritzy. Seafood, seafood is gonna be pricey. I mean, that's just that's just, even Red Lobster kind of pricey. That's why we go to Red okay. Lobster because it's it's still cheap. You can still get the same food. Matter of fact, it might it's gonna taste better, and you get cheddar biscuits at the Red Lobster. Now you go to McCormick's like it's for real, like a fish spot, and all you doing you paying like thirty, forty dollars for some cod. Man, get out of here with that! I don't know what my date ordered, but it the bill was over a hundred dollars, and I was just like, this is crazy. Oh, this must have been a minute ago if it was a date. Okay, this is this is okay. We got we yeah, got yeah, we got to watch our connections ago. here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time ago, babe. No worries. You, tra- you, you, tra- you, you, you definitely you definitely took her Two there trying to be fancy, didn't you? You never been there before a day in your life, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna take her here. I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna blow her oh, mind with this." It was one. it was during. My, no, no, never that, never that. I'm never trying to impress anybody like that. But I, what I was doing, I was on a let me try some new things, like. Uh, you know, when you're a single man out here in these mm-hmm. streets, when you when you're looking for the one, you got to go on oh, a I lot of dates. Okay. So it was just one of them things. <laughs> I was just going on a lot of dates, and I got tired. I could, you know, you can't keep going to the mm-hmm. same places. And I was like, ah, well, I want to try all these places, see what's new. You know, I got a, a little money to spend. Let me try to try to uh, try these places out and see what they're about. So yeah, that was one of my spots. Yeah. Yeah, even me, man. Red Lobster, I don't go there often. I mean, it's cool. I like it. But to me, Red Lobster had always been expensive. I was like, oh, Red Lobster. Like, we <laughs> Captain D's. For, for something special. <laughs> I only go there once every five years. Captain but uh, the, those cheddar biscuits are fire. I definitely will say that. But, yeah, I'm. if I had to uh, Vote, I would probably side with Paul on this one, even though I love the cheddar biscuits. Actually, you can get those in the grocery store now. Yeah, yeah, Sam's. Uh, so I might rock some of the, uh, those cheddar biscuits at the grocery store, but otherwise I really don't need to yeah, get Yeah, man, it's right. a lot of carbs, too. I'm, I'm off that. Carbs. The, the, hey, speaking of which, carbs is mm. going the right to work out in the gyms. Ryan, Ryan you want to talk about this story out of Philadelphia, <laughs> out of New Jersey, I mean? The, yes, the right to work out. <laughs> Everybody, uh, everybody is just sick of being at home, and I think that's what it comes down to. But I found this story from Camden. Y'all probably saw a couple of the the videos surface. I definitely put this in the chat. Uh, Camden, New Jersey. The governor actually closed had a closure order for a lot of the uh, spaces and places out there, so nobody could do anything because we actually want to quarantine so we can curve the virus. Now these people, they wasn't having it. And what is this? What does this say? Uh, Attilus. I think it's Attilus. Attilus Jim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just had a lot of dudes out there. A lot of 
a lot of dudes that just looked like they lift weights religiously just standing outside and they began chanting and the police came. And uh, so Ishmael, I'm not going to spoil it because I want to hear what you guys say uh, about what happened after this. So uh, Ish, what did you see when you saw this video and what did you think? Um, I will say, and even though there were a couple of uh, people of color in that video. Just a couple. But this was pretty much the whitest thing that I've seen in about a day or so. <laughs> Three hours. You see, uh, yeah, yeah, you see a lot of this stuff coming out. Uh, but it's crazy to see that these people are out protesting. I mean, they, it's a gang of them. They got signs. They got their little chants. Uh, and they are opposing the tyranny of the United States government for trying to keep them safe and alive. Um, It did dawn on me, so you know, during the Ferguson protests that happened here in St. Louis, I was covering that. I actually went down there, you know, to participate and also had to go down there and cover it for my job. So just thinking about that, and it's funny, because a lot of uh, the white delegation, uh, when they saw black or brown people out there protesting for civil rights, for the right to live, to not be killed, to not be locked up or beat up by the police, I mean, they're just like, no, just just shut up, go home. Right. You know, we're not trying to hear that. If you don't break the law, you're not going to get killed. whoop de whoop de whoop But again, we're talking about a global health crisis, a pandemic where every country almost is either doing this or has done this at some point. Uh, So the fact where you're like, no, this is a grave injustice to us and we need to go out. um, And the fact that the police, you know, pretty much just like chill. They're just like, hey, you know, we disagree with you guys. You're breaking the law. But. Yeah, we're just gonna go home. That was hilarious. He's like, "Well, just to let you guys know, you are in violation of an executive order, right? But have a nice day, and then just walked away. What is this? It's like, what part of the game is that? I got pepper sprayed in the face. What are you talking about? Exactly, and chased, and there was an army out there, and and tanks, and and anti whatever vehicles. Paul, yeah, literally." And I didn't get pepper sprayed in the face, although I was near a lot of pepper spray, but I would get my butt up out of the way. But I will say, like, in Ferguson, the craziest thing that I probably will never forget from that was there was a period, like you said, where they were straight, the police had tanks, and they literally were on top of these tanks. They had guns pointed at all the protesters. Yeah. So, like... Like, for the entire day. So I'm standing out there, and I'm looking at whatever type of military assault rifle on top of a tank. And they just, they're just they just going, pointing it at all the different people standing. So, And, again, we're talking about people who are saying, like, let us live. Stop killing us. But you get here in this situation, and the police were just so nice and affable. And it shows that they have the capability to be compassionate, to be understanding, but they just don't do it when it's black folks. 
What about you, I got, Paul? I got no thoughts on it, man. It's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's tough for these gyms, man. You know, like I've seen a lot of stories, you know, uh, trying different things, you know, like do we require masks? Do we not require masks? You know, taking temperatures, all types of stuff. You know, it's, there's no easy answers, man. I mean, I, people want to work out. I, I totally get that. It's, it's, it's stress relief. I mean, I'm definitely glad I got my little home gym. Uh, but you know, I'm, even if I did have a home, a gym to go to, I, I wouldn't be, I'm not, I'm not dying to get out there, but uh, other people may have feel differently, but I don't know, man, how do you require people to wear masks and work out? It's, it's really tough, you know, cause they say, you, 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 you if you exercise it hard, you're breathing out really hard you're going to put a lot of that stuff out in the air. And if you got, if somebody out there got it, um, chances are you're going to catch it in there. So I don't know, man, all these protesters, my, my thing is like, if you, if you want to protest, that's all right, but I just sign like a little pledge, like, Hey, I'm not going to use a state hospital. I'm not going to use any kind of medical, you know, state state funds. I mean, I, I'm totally cool with that. If you if you want if you if you want to go out, go out about live your life, have everything be open, and you want to protest all this stuff, just 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 sign away your stuff. You pay for, pay for all your health care yourself. Don't ask for nothing none, nothing from the state or the government about all this stuff. Just just do it on your own, and you'll figure it out, and we'll be cool. It's a right. It's their right as an American, Paul. That's what the man said. He said it's his <laughs> right as an American. It's not the, what do you say? It's not the virus that's killing people. It's the government that's killing people. <laughs> and it's his right to have a peaceful protest and go against the, the governor's orders. Because remember, this is a yeah. law, an executive order for you to stay in Yo, the man. house. And he goes completely against it. Before, before we go on right. to the next it's topic, do y'all yeah. remember the first time we talked about coronavirus when it was over in China? And I told y'all, I said, the only chance we got is if China, because China can keep this stuff locked down. And whereas if this stuff comes, and this comes to the United yeah. States, we have no chance because there ain't no way none of this stay at home restrictions are going to work. I didn't even think they and would look, do it. They tried yeah. it. And look, oh, man, I mean, this yeah. is it, you know. The, the, Kinda, it's yeah, better. Enough. I mean, four, five, six weeks, and people, man, people out here mass protesting, and it, it'll get worse if, if the longer. It seems like the states are bound to the pressure, but uh, you know, it just, it just can't go on, man. We, we just got a country that it's not set up like that, unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately. Uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna suffer the consequences. So, it's a wrap on that. So, what did y'all? So, following this, uh, I guess, uh, back down by the police, mm-hmm. a USA chant broke out. Uh, someone tried to uh, pull out a Trump chant. It kind of failed and then started back up again. So eh, I'm not really sure how that went off. Um, so how do y'all feel about that? So are we now, are they saying they are fighting because Trump is fighting for this? Like why Why are they giving Trump the credit during their protests? Because Trump ordered us also to stay in the house because it's just so everything's so partisan now, man. And this is it's how it is. The states that right. that never want to shut down or shut, reopen really quickly, they they tend to be Republican states, and the states that you know stay closed longer, the Democrat states, and it's just it's just dividing lines. And, and honestly, I think a lot of these protests are just they they just hidden Trump rallies. That's all. That's all it really is. And I think I think yeah. they're planned. I think they're I think they're orchestrated personally. Uh, and that's that's just yeah. what it is because because whenever these little protests come out. Half the people they got Trump stuff or, or Confederate flag, I mean stuff that has nothing to do with the issue at hand, and just don't make no sense. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, I think I personally believe that's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I think those those people are the people who were protest over gyms being closed are just more likely to be Trump supporters. Like those people who want liberty above all else and so they're just like you can't tell me what to do 
And who was the biggest example of you can't tell me what to do besides <laughs> President Trump? Because he just he doesn't listen to reason. He doesn't listen to his advisors. He doesn't listen to logic. Yeah. He just does what he wants to do. And there is a certain segment of uh, the white delegation where that's that's how they feel. Like, you can't tell me nothing. That's that white privilege in there. And not all people are like that. But the people who are like that are really, really like that. So. I just think there's a huge overlap in that. I definitely heard somebody say uh, no taxation without representation up in there. I was just like, yo, what are we doing? Y'all think y'all got the Boston Tea Party because they asked you not to work out this week or right. for a couple months, man. Like, chill. But, you know, again, I think uh, we are just dumber than I ever imagined. Facts. <laughs> and if it ever, it, like, what would happen if there was if we had an Ebola outbreak or something? Like, what, what would happen? What would we do? Like, we would immediately start a killing and raping. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it it is straight up embarrassing. Like, and I've like I said, I've been watching less news that I'm working from home now, and I don't have to have news on all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's embarrassing. Like, I I just think about other people in other countries just looking at us and just like shaking, like what what are they doing? So. <laughs> That's pretty much every day since 2016, <laughs> basically. <laughs> All right, man. So let's, let's go on to the next one, man. Uh, next topic. So look, man, people ain't traveling no more. But for whatever reason, one black dude, one young black dude from New York, from the Bronx, decided he was going to take a vacation during the quarantine, went out to Hawaii. You know, and of course, you know, the young. he's a younger dude. He's like in his 20s. He's single. He, I, I don't know if he's playing for the other team or not. I, I couldn't really tell that, but the, the pitcher's getting a little, little but that, that, you know, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, he goes out to Hawaii. Not that it matters. He gets to Hawaii. You know, he posts, he gets to the hotel. He promptly starts posting IG pics of all the cool places he's going in Hawaii, even though Hawaii's on quarantine. Well, it turns out somebody snitched on him, called the local police, and was like, hey, this dude's out here, you know, being a tourist, and we ain't supposed to have no tourists right now. Police came up there and got this black man and put him in jail <laughs> because he's violating the quarantine restrictions. And so somehow some some website reached out to the mama, and that's the, this is the best part. The mama says he got what he deserved and keep his butt up in there. And I and I look, man, I'm all with that mom. That's 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 definitely a black mom right there. So I love this story. What y'all think about it? I think it shows the disparity in America. <laughs> Go ahead. Because if that if you telling me there are no white people that went to Hawaii from the Bronx, <laughs> from the- guarantee they did. But anybody call the police? No. But they had to call on this black dude who's out there doing the same thing. He just had, you know, I'm living my best life. I, I got a ticket out here. They flew me out here. They let me off the plane out here. Why can't I go? I don't see a problem with it. He doing the same thing as the people are that are trying to have a right to work out. Except the police didn't have to be called on him because he was just one dude, not a gathering of people. Ishmael? Well, the issue is, so Hawaii actually has like a rule that says if you're a tourist, uh, then you have to, you can come to Hawaii, but you got to observe a 14-day quarantine period. Now, especially, we know that New York is really the heaviest hit area in the United States. Uh, but this rule was for any tourists, not just New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you came from New York. The hottest uh, of hot spots. Let's keep it real. Right. It's probably a 50-50 <laughs> chance that this dude got coronavirus. Um, 
So the fact that you went over to Hawaii, you did not do the quarantine rule, I really don't have no sympathy for him. Now, do I feel like there are other people uh, that are doing the same thing? Yes, there most certainly are. And I think unless somebody snitches, like unless somebody is out there, if you're not putting yourself out there, nobody's really going to know, but you're still endangering the public. Uh, so I don't have sympathy for him for that reason. But then, too, we talk about it all the time. People nowadays, you want to put everything on the gram. You want to, you know, you stole some money. Let's put it on the gram. You smoking some dope. Let's right. put it on the gram. You just shot somebody. Let's put it on the gram. Like, people are just stupid. If you want to do this, I'm not even going to say do it. But if you decide to do it, keep your pictures. Post them once you get home. Uh, but you're just trying to do the most. Now you got locked up. Mm. Well, I can't argue with that, man. And looking at the uh, Hawaii numbers, you know, they were in the hundreds of cases. So I think it said 600 cases and then about 17 deaths. So they was keeping it low. So I don't blame them. You don't want nobody coming out there. But really, Hawaii, maybe it's kind of your fault. You you have the most beautiful place in the world. You got to shut it down when it's time to shut it down. Just no, no planes can come here if it ain't got food on it. We don't want you. That's why. That's how you. Yeah, fix I really that. want to see the pictures. Only, I mean, all they got is one picture with a surfboard, which looks a little suspect to me personally. But uh, I want to see what the other pictures look like because I'm sure there are probably some more flagrant ones than this one. <laughs> Yo, I want to know. The real question I want to know is how much was his ticket? Because you know he got that ticket for like two. It said four thousand. Oh, four thousand. Yeah, okay, I missed that. But look, man. I, I, I mean, but imagine, yeah, it said four thousand. But imagine, no, well, that's, 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 no, that's the bail. bail. That's the bail. Right? Yeah, you talking about the oh, plane ticket? Oh, my bad. Yeah, that's his bail. You talking about the plane ticket? Yeah, I'm talking about the plane ticket. Oh, not, plane ticket. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, like how much did it cost for him to get out there in his room and board? Because I feel like it was like two hundred dollars. Which, in that case, despite what I said, I might. But look, man, to. can you can you imagine going where you gonna, where gonna get you go on, So you buy you buy the plane ticket. Oh, let's, let's say the plane ticket is cheap, but you still got to get a hotel room for fourteen days to do nothing, just sit there and wait, and then you take your ticket. Man, that's crazy. Like who would, who would agree to that? You gotta have deep pockets. Well, I mean, do you really have to just sit in there? Yeah, that's what quarantine well, is. I guess so. Yes, yeah, quarantine. Are they gonna watch you though? That's what. Do you not understand what quarantine wasn't. is, man? Quarantine is sit your butt. But there I'm saying they not watching up like this dude. They not watching. Yeah, I don't know. It must be voluntary. It's weird because if if y'all want them to be quarantined, you need you gonna have to stop them and grab them off the plane and be like, "Yo, where you headed? We gonna walk, we gonna take you there." They, gotta, they, they probably ain't got enough people to do all that, man. Mm, yeah, that's weird. Nobody's gonna come to that place and 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 not go out. So. But okay, we quarantine here too, but we can go outside. So that's all I'm saying. If I want to go on the beach, let's go. Okay, let's 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 talk about it. Yo, and it was it was the locals, it was the local Hawaiian folks that called the popo. So they they saw him on there. They like, hey, I ain't trying to catch no coronavirus yeah. from this fool. So it was the locals. It wasn't even the people back home yeah. in the Bronx. It was the local Hawaiians who saw them pictures. And got that man he must have been like a you know geotagging himself you know in front of monuments or you know the certain beaches and you know that's how that's how it pulled up that's how the locals because obviously they weren't following him uh you know as followers and stuff yeah i mean they probably yeah, just saw him just, just seen a just seen yeah, a zesty looking dude with, 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 with a questionable looking uh chest out there you know just just had, living his best life <laughs> and they're like hey, man, we shut this down hey if you walk around looking like drew hill you know for no reason 
like they gonna notice you. Like ain't nobody living there looking like that and doing that. But uh, this next story I put on the list just, just now. Breaking news. Breaking news. I don't know if y'all even want to talk about it. I don't even know if you want to talk about it, but Ronnie James went on TikTok and they were saying he was writing down his preference of of the ladies or I guess girls because he's fifteen. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of white white and uh, Latina women, no black women. Mm-hmm. So the internet is a fire. I mean, what they expect, man? What they so, expect? I mean, he he's not from the hood in Akron, man. That dude is from you know Miami, South Beach, and L.A., man. That, that, that this dude living his best life and is fil- filthy rich, man. This is it's it's what he's grown up around, man. He he doesn't go to no hood school, you know. This is I, I mean I don't know what you, what, what what he's supposed to do, you know, just because his dad is. Is 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 black and you know married to a black woman doesn't mean he he's going he's necessarily going to be the same way man it's just it's just not usually how these things work man so I, I, don't, I don't know why they give this dude a dude a hard time I feel really uncomfortable just talking about a fifteen year old and his preferences man like it's it's just weird <laughs> it's it's just a it's a cultural thing man so it's something to talk about so Ishmael do you believe that it's important for the black family to stay strong so that we got to stick together with ourselves. Uh, do I believe it's important for the black family to stay strong? Absolutely. Right. Although when it comes to relationships and dating and who you gonna marry, like I I don't really get into that. I feel like if you find somebody that you could love, that you could be happy with, that's not gonna get on your nerves a hundred percent of the time. Like, hey, who am I to tell you you need to be with a a black woman or a white woman or a Hispanic woman or whatever? Like. Love somebody that you can love. Like I don't, I don't really get caught up in that. Uh, I know that is something in our community that we talk about a lot, especially especially when, when you it get comes rich. to athletes or yeah. celebrities, um, especially black men who are marrying white women. Um, and I do feel like if you're doing it because you feel like they're better, right? That's where it's a problem for some reason. Like I do feel like that's an issue. If you just like. Uh, it, like even I went to college with some guys who only dated white women, mm-hmm. uh, white women, and it wasn't even like that's just their preference. Like they just thought white women were better than black women. Like they would say, "I would never date a black woman." Like that, I have a problem with. But if you fall in love with a white woman, or fall in love with a Hispanic woman, or whatever, like it is what it is. And like Paul said, he's 15 years old, so I'm definitely not going to criticize a 15 year old for his dating habits like that's just ridiculous but that's what social media does so uh i mean keep in mind it was it was other 15 year olds that are chastising him so it's not like Um, not like grown people maybe maybe yeah a lot of 100 percent. so uh yeah i i am big on the um black family staying strong you know I, i preach to young black men that i know or you know deal with that church like don't leave your sisters you know make sure that you're you're uh, you you're dating black women don't just don't just leave them out there to whatever like we got to stay strong and stay together because we all in this together and so it's never been anything that I'm against anybody who doesn't but I just want us to there's I think there's a there's enough of us out here that we can we can stick together and and stay together and, and make it work like you can you can give each other a chance so i say that for everybody though and that's that's really just us i think just because of the the black people's plight it's a little bit different from uh other races at least right now maybe one day it won't matter to me 
and uh you know i got siblings that date or uh have uh significant others outside they race and i don't say nothing to them i'm cool with them no problems but it's just something that i i do preach beforehand you know date 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 your black women date your black men and uh see where that goes but if you happen to fall in love outside of that that's fine yeah i mean and it's similar for me i'm like hey give people a chance definitely uh you know, like to see strong black families together. You know, when it comes to my own personal dating history or whatever, I pretty much dated black women exclusively, you know. So, um, but I just hate to see people criticize when they choose to do something different. Whatever the reason that is, again, unless it's just some type of inferiority complex, you know, I'm like, hey, man, let let them people love. I, we all married, so we yeah. all know how difficult it can be, you know, to, to be in a relationship, to sustain that, to keep that, you know, for longevity. Because you're always going to run into some issues and arguments and disagreements. Uh, so if you got somebody, regardless of their race, that where you just happy all the time or where you're able to sustain that and not be miserable, like, that's great. Like, I want everybody to have that. Right. So uh, if you go into... I don't know, it's limiting your relationships. Like to me, it's the same as if I hear a woman say, well, I don't, I don't date no dudes under six feet. Like can't nobody <laughs> under six feet do nothing for me. I'm like, uh, and again, I'm well above six feet. So this ain't impacting me whatsoever. But I'm like, you never know what five, eight dude, you know, that God could have put here for you. Or Yo, my mama, my mama told me that one time, a long time ago. She was just like, he, a dude got to be six foot tall. And I'm like, mom, you're 5'4". Like, <laughs> right. a 5'8 dude is like six foot to you. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, man. It's just just a random to... topic. So, didn't want to make you uncomfortable, Paul. We we know you, uh, you married outside of your race. It's fine. We still cool. Your wife's still cool. No problem. Oh dang! He just quit the podcast. He's just like, you know what? Awesome. I'm here for the jokes, but I'm not here for this seriousness. <laughs> what we got? All right. Actually, I think he's probably uh, on his way to you. You might get a visit. Mm, might have to stay off, stay out of the windows. Poppy, stay out of the windows. Visit. Stay off the right. deck. You know, check the tree line before I go outside. All right. This next yeah. one, well, Paul ain't gonna get to talk about this. We gonna let's see. We can skip that. I guess we can talk about the. Hey, it's a lot of stuff on here, man. An hour already. <laughs> so I did not watch episodes nine and ten of the MJ Doc, so that's why I wasn't going to talk about it. But I know y'all were going to talk about. It. I know if you want to hit some highlights real quick, what you liked or dislike. I guess let me let me talk about the end of eight since that's what I saw. Um, because I wanted to mention where they were saying MJ was such a uh, tyrant and he was ruling over people and that everybody hated him. Nobody liked playing with him, you know, but MJ was a winner, you know. So uh, none of the good stuff that Kobe used to get, Kobe only got the bad part of that. And people like, people hate Kobe, but it seemed like the same things were happening with Jordan. <laughs> and if, if Kobe had a stole on so much Parker like he should have, Man, he he would have never lived that down. But uh, yeah.
the good time to be Michael Jordan to be alive during the 80s and 90s. But uh, MJ was at the end of that doc. They were asking him, how does he feel about being called a tyrant? And he kind of explained like, yeah, I was hard on people. Yeah, I did this, but it was because I wanted to win. It's not that I didn't like people or something like that. He's just, I wanted the best out of them, the best effort from them. The same work that I was putting in, I wanted to get out of my teammates. And at that point, he stopped and he started to tear up. And he said, and if that makes me a tyrant, then, you know, we, we was winning or something like that. And he asked for a break at that point. Thought it was strange. Michael Jordan, I know he's old. When we get old as dudes, we start to get a little emotional. It's starting to hit me now that I'm 40 years old. But uh, didn't expect him to start crying. Ishmael, did you notice MJ start tearing up like that? Yeah, and I don't know why I was surprised uh, to you. Remember, the MJ crying meme <laughs> well, yeah, is all that. over the place. <laughs> so MJ be crying all the time now. Uh so it didn't surprise me. Uh, I feel like he just felt a lot of weight on his shoulders because, I mean, let's keep it real. Jordan, even though a lot of people, probably most people consider him the GOAT, I mean, he has gotten a lot of criticism uh, for different things, whether it be the gambling, whether it be uh, how he treated people. And let's keep it real. He was a jerk yeah. when he played. Um, and you could sit up here and use the excuse that it was all for winning, and uh, I'm sure that's true. But he definitely was a jerk, and we kind of knew that he was a jerk. He's a playful uh, jerk. But what'd you say? He was a playful jerk. He, he was smiling while he was being a jerk. <laughs> and that's better than <laughs> just getting yelled at. And sometimes, yeah, when the camera's on. But, you know, when you look at, wildly successful people a lot of times like they're like that you know i guess when you're just singularly focused like a lot of time when you see people the you know whether they're billionaires whether it's somebody like tiger woods or you know athletes who are at the top of their game a lot of times they can be jerks and it's it's just part of what makes them great is just I don't know, their dedication to that one singular thing and to refusing to lose, which is, isn't is going to make you a lot of friends, but Never. it might get you a lot of championships. So it's kind of a trade-off. So, yeah, I didn't uh, – I, I, like I said, I wasn't surprised by the tears. Uh, on episodes 9 and 10, I won't go into a lot of convo since Paul in here, but I thought it was excellent um, – I thought the entire series was excellent. So what uh, they probably, talk about on the last two? I mean, I'm fine. I, it's two, not really going to be spoilers. I mean, it's history. Yeah, last two, they mainly talked about them against the Jazz. Okay. Against the Utah Jazz, like both of those seasons. Uh, they talked about the flu game, like what really happened okay. uh, with the flu game or their version of what happened. Um, they talked about the Pacers. Um you know, back when it was Reggie Miller. I saw Reggie Jackson. on a commercial talking about he he thought they was the better team. Man, if you don't get up out of here with that, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not going to stand for this Reggie Miller slander, man. You better watch yourself. Reggie got to chill. Reggie, we we love I love a dude that can talk some smack on the court while he playing and busting somebody's behind. But at the same time, bro, y'all wasn't better. You wasn't. Also, wasn't better than the Lakers, and that's why they slaughtered them just a few years later. Come on, man. 
I, I enjoyed those Pacers teams, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. I, they, I mean, it was close, man. They took them to Game Seven. What can you say, man? They they definitely had had a squad with them. Young young Jalen Rose, Reggie Miller, McKee, the Davis brothers, Mullen come off the bench. Smiths was straight. I like the Davis brothers. They was cool. Yeah, man. They uh, was it Best or Tinsley? What was it? I guess it's Best. Yeah, Travis Best. Best. Yeah. It was straight, man. They had some players, that was long man. Before Tinsley. It, you wasn't better than the, the ninety eight Bulls. But, but, okay, but let's let's can we talk about the uh, the flu game? Did you see that story? That part of it? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we'll man. Okay. So the flu story. Long story short, you know, it was game like I think five against the Jazz. I guess Jordan. So in the story, they they, they you know people for years we've been calling it the flu game. I guess it was really more the stomach stomach flu game. He uh I guess he said his his trainer and his like you know bodyguard assistant. They were all in the room with him with some other dudes, and he Michael, Michael was hungry, so he, they decided to order pizza. Like at 11 o'clock at night, they said there was no no other place open but this one pizza place. They ordered it, and they brought it out, they brought it to the place, and they said there were five dudes show up at the door to drop off this one pizza. And for whatever... Oh, so they knew it was him. Which, wait, okay, so that, I'm getting to that. Okay, so, so they said five dudes, and that's what they said that was kind of weird, but then they took the pizza, and then only Michael ate it, and then only Michael got sick. And I'm like, none of this story <laughs> makes any sense whatsoever. Because if it, if it, if a five dudes showed up my place, and how they, first of all, how they know? Because you know Michael didn't order pizza himself, right? You know when his boys ordered it for him. Probably. Yeah. You had to get through the hotel security, get upstairs. It's five of y'all. And then you're going to sit there and actually eat the pizza once these five dudes just show up at your door, drop off the pizza. It seems so fishy to me. What's the odds you got a gang of dudes in your room and none of them want no pizza? And that's what I'm saying, too. And nobody took a bite of it. Nobody else got sick but you. Somebody would have got a that's, slice. That sounds, that yeah. sounds insane, man. So I don't believe none of that story. He only ordered one pizza? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, man. I don't so, believe it. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Paul. One pizza and there's multiple dudes in the room? Nah. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I, I think he was hung over or, or had party late that night. That's what I, that's what I think. But they, they try to cover for it. But it, it's interesting. But yeah, that was the only part that bugged me. I was like, this, there's no way this can be true. What he's saying. It just doesn't make any sense. But he had like two, three other dudes cooperating. But of course, they were on his payroll. So, so what else I expect him to do? Ish, did you have any thoughts about this? If, oh, go ahead. Ish. Um, I can go either way with it. Like, I do feel like. If the Bulls are in a hotel in Utah, and again, uh, they said this pizza place was like the only place that's open that late. Like, if we know the Bulls are staying at the Holiday Inn and somebody orders a pizza there late, like, I can see those guys going and be like, hey, I want to see Michael Jordan. And also, I will say this. At least a Bulls player don't have to just be Michael Jordan. Exactly, but that's what they they probably figuring. They didn't know it was Michael Jordan, but if if I called, if I'm in Utah, and let's say I don't even play for the Bulls, let's just say I'm one of Jordan's partners, and I call this pizza place uh, late at night, and I'm like, hey, deliver this pizza to the Holiday Inn. They ain't going to be like, okay, the Bulls are staying there. This dude sound like he black. <laughs> like, listen to his voice. He and don't I'm sound in Utah, like he's from so Salt Lake City. He's got to be a basketball player. He don't sound like he's from here. <laughs> So let's just take a chance. It might not even be Michael Jordan, but it might be somebody famous. Bill Lindsay. BJ Armstrong. He wasn't on the team at the time. It might be Bill Cartwright. So if we can take a shot at poisoning somebody, it's plausible. Like I I used to work at a little pizza place back when Mm -hmm. I was in college one summer, and I saw a guy. He he took a call. The person who was called, she wasn't even really rude. But they just 
I don't know, they end up watching their uh, tempers flare a little bit because she was unhappy with her order, or actually it was a him. The guy was unhappy with his order. It was, like, late and cold mm-hmm. or something. And so he was calling to yell at the guy, and the guy got mad. It's a young guy. And he ends up, he says, okay, sir, we're going to remake your pizza. I think the store policy was we'll give you your next pizza mm-hmm. free, but we're not going to send a new and one And he did mention the part where he rubbed his balls across the pizza. <laughs> right. Almost. But, no, he told the guy, okay, we're going to send you another pizza right away. And what the dude did was he put anchovies in the crust. You know how they, <laughs> this was like when stuffed crust pizza first came out. Yeah. And this dude was like, you know what? I'm going to put anchovies in this crust. So he made like a stuffed crust pizza, which that pizza place didn't even sell stuffed crust pizzas. But like I said, it had come out. People knew what it was. So he rolled anchovies into the crust of this guy's pizza, sent it back out. That dude ended up calling back later and was like, what the is this? You know, I got anchovies in here. I'm allergic to anchovies. (laughs) Yeah, right. So just having been in that situation, I do feel like somebody at a pizza shop could be a butthole. They could be a jerk like Michael Jordan was to so many people and decide they want to try to. Uh, but wouldn't you think bills. like dropping having five people go deliver the pizza would be a little bit of a tell? Like, hey, <laughs> maybe this is not. Maybe, if we if we really want to get this dude sick, maybe maybe we just keep it on the low and just send just send one random dude. Yeah, but if you're talking about who usually works at pizza places, crazy people, um, it's gonna be some teens, man. You got some high school kids sitting up there. You think they really making a genius, well thought out plan? Like, no, nah, they just like. Hey, let's go. You want to see Michael Jordan? Or we want to okay, go see okay, some let people. Me, so, let me. so I think it's plausible, uh, but it definitely could be a, a cover-up. Because like I said, nobody else touched the pizza. He was the only one that uh, supposedly ate it. Who knows? Uh, so, okay, so let me ask you this. What do you think they did? If they did, did uh, you know, poison the pizza, what do you think they did to the pizza? Let's get, let's get a little graphic here. <laughs> <laughs> well, most likely the easiest thing would be would be like crush some maybe uh some uh my lanta up in that or something mm-hmm. back then it was like a powder maybe you maybe had the powder kind that you mix in your drink so you crush that up in there like some uh i don't know what would you use to make you if you had constipation back then something like that so so at 10 30 at night they just got this sit on deck just waiting just just hey it was and, still a walgreens i mean it was it was 98 i mean it's, it's a walgreens okay okay it's easy easy to get or somebody just had something in their pocket. Or you got something in the uh, first aid kit. Okay, okay. Easy to I, do. I, I, it's plausible. I'm just trying to think what, what, what they would do. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm more likely, you know, I figure like put some pubes in it, you know, drag your balls across. That, that seems like the, <laughs> what uh, some kids would do, you know, not not the Mylanta stuff. But. Yo, that's some, that's some nasty stuff, man. I don't know how much of a Utah Jazz fan you got to be to pull that off. Like y'all, that's, <laughs> you know, I know you want your team to win by any means necessary, but that's crazy. I don't know. I think honestly, I think that's pretty soft. Like you don't want to beat them at Jordan was sick. Like that's weak. Uh, and yeah, they still couldn't do it. I don't know. Le- LeBron's made <laughs> you just LeBron's made a career him. out of this this uh, one three victory thing. So I guess what whatever you could do to to win, I guess. But uh, I wouldn't do it. So do we really think this would hurt his legacy if he was like, yeah, I was out drinking all night. Yeah, you know, I had a long night. I I need to blow off some steam. You know, and I was just tired. Would that have mattered? It wouldn't have changed anything. You still went out there and hooped right. and won the game. Uh, Word. You know, sick, sick as a dog. Yeah, he won. He's still a and G. I'm like, he won. That's all, that's all that matters. I know. But, the, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Jordan, like, 
when we talk about Rodman and they, you know, went into Rodman's exploits of, you know, leaving to whatever, go to Vegas or leaving to go do the wrestling thing. Um, and even though he came back and by all accounts, you know, he performed well whenever he left the team and came back. But if it was Rodman, I might be like, yeah, he would do something like that. But do you really feel like Michael Jordan is going to go out, get drunk, get crazy before an NBA Finals game? Like Not I without a mad pitches. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Like Jordan – Jordan was that dude for a reason. He was he was dedicated to the game. He was hardworking. And I'm sure he did go out and get drunk and party and, and do all that stuff. But before an NBA Finals game, you know, putting that at risk, I just don't see nah. it. Especially when you know you're going to retire? No. Nah. Bet you the Mormon women, the free oh, Wait a minute. Was, that, was, this, was this 97 or 98, the flu game? 97. So it was uh, the fifth title. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. All right, take that back then. All right, well, that's all we got on that. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about this Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay. Then, you can skip over it. Then we're going to get on yours for the okay. last for the last okay. one, Paul. So, Michael B. <laughs> has been cast as apparently as Tony Montana of Scarface fame. Um, I'm going to save mine for the end. So, Paul... I'm going to give it to you because I'm sure you feel a type of way about this. How did you feel when you saw this information? Because I, I saw yeah. it too and double before, check. Before, before we go into it, I will say it's allegedly. Like, I think it's a rumor. I don't think this has been finalized yet. But uh, allegedly, he is either being considered or he has been chosen. So, look, okay. look, man, if it's Tony Montana, if, you know, if they're doing a Scarface remake and it's like Scarface some, you know, from the project somewhere, okay, I get it. But if it's Tony Montana, like, it cannot be. That is a Hispanic character. It's, first of all, we couldn't even get a real Hispanic to play it. We had to get an Italian dude to play it. <laughs> but it's, it's a Hispanic character. It's Miami. It's it's, it's Cuba. You know, I, I guess you can't really do that stuff if it's a remake because nobody knows about the Cuba you know, the, the the people send, you know, the boats and all that stuff and sending all the, you know, the, the, the convicts over here and stuff back in the 80s. That, that, that's that's old news. But, man, like, again, I keep telling, like, Ryan keeps complaining about all these, like, you know, black Hollywood, not enough black men. Y'all be winning, man. Y'all got, y'all got Captain America. Y'all got uh, Black Panther, man. Hispanics ain't got nothing. We can't even, we can't even, we can't even star in Tony Montana as Scarface. As a bad dude, and now look, we we losing it to Michael B. Jordan. And first of all, he, he he's gonna look corny being Tony Montana. He ain't he ain't that vicious looking. So I don't I don't get it, and I, I'm I'm not with it, man. I'm sorry. Well, the problem is, Paul, is that you have to take what you get, man, and you have to celebrate it and participate in mm-hmm. it. Y'all didn't didn't represent for the for the little boy uh, Pixar movie Coco. None of y'all was representing for him. What you? What was you doing? You didn't even see Coco. I saw I got Coco the book. and I told you about it. I got it. the book. Coco was good. I got the book. Okay, what the book do? The book ain't get the movie done. So you out there now? You had uh, what's the Dora the Explorer? Did you go see it? Did you have any of your people saw? <laughs> what y'all doing, Brown Delegation? You had a Dora Explorer. Y'all could have uh-huh. had uh, what's the can, other little uh, little builder do? Can, her friend. Can you name something? He could have Diego. Can you name something that doesn't involve like animated characters, please? Hey man, you gotta start where you, you can get mm-hmm. it. Like we had Fat Albert. That's where we started. We had the little rascals. That's where we started. 
You got to get in where you can get in, and then from there you climb. Man, I wish I could. So if y'all can't support, you can't support. Man, I wish I could reach through this phone and cough on you, man, right now. <laughs> That's what I wish I could. <laughs> but I mean, real talk, I don't think it is. Uh, it's this is not something to be celebrated. It's not. So black delegation, hear me out. I don't want another black dude being another drug dealer in yet another drug dealer movie. Ain't we tired of these roles? We could do something else. Make a black dude go to space some kind of way and be the captain. Like a real movie that people go see. Not some little stuff on sci-fi channel that nobody saw or some show that uh, only two people look at. Like we have to start going outside of the genres that we already in, and that's when we have success. I'm not counting any more drug dealer movies as success. As a matter of fact, I'm not watching any. Every time I see them on Netflix, it'd be like, "Oh, look at this movie," and I read it to my wife, and I'm like, "Oh, imagine this straight out of the projects, and he's a drug dealer. Now he's rich and in the in the penthouse suburban neighborhood." I don't want to see it. I'm out. But Ishmael, were you happy about this information? Um, I'm not gonna say happy. I I really didn't I know feel you like Scarface. any kind of way. Uh, what'd you say? I said I know you like Scarface. You got like a Scarface oh, yeah. Yeah, I love statue Scarface. or something. I'm big. I'm a big Scarface fan. Um, I think because it's still in the rumor phase, like it hasn't been confirmed. I really just haven't felt any way about it. Um, but I do feel like it. If it does happen, it's probably gonna be a little bit of reparations for black folks because we know for many many years uh, we have seen uh, white people play roles of uh, black individuals uh, whether you're talking about uh, African queen from back in the day or we heard that um, they were trying to do who was that Julia Roberts <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> Harriet Tubman, for Harriet Tubman. <laughs> that's they hilarious there was, there was at no least way an idea true. of that so, you know, we've seen it a lot of times where uh, white characters get to play the roles, whether it's black folks or Asian folks or Hispanic folks. Um, so, I don't know. I, I can't really see Michael B. Jordan being effective in that role. But let's keep it real. As much as I love Scarface, um, Al Pacino was not really a convincing uh, Hispanic individual <laughs> in Scarface. Like, his impression was kind of trash, but the movie itself was good. So, uh, if you want to reimagine it, I, I do feel like... It's a reboot, so most likely what Paul said, it's just going to be basically Scarface if he was in the regular hood, which was uh, Carlito's Way, or what's the what's the one that uh, Jay-Z did the soundtrack for? American Gangster? American Gangster. Oh, yeah. So, we've seen this movie before. Yeah, I mean, but that's a, a billion crime movies. Come on now, Goodfellas, all kinds of all right. kinds of stuff. I don't know, Snowfall, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he was supposed to be a little scary with the you know the the warmonger. Was that was name was it Killmonger or warmonger? Warmonger. Killmonger. He, I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, but was he really scary? I mean, he was like comic book scary, but he wasn't like like I, I mean, the dude Tony Montana is legitimately a bad dude, right? I mean, you got the chainsaw scene. You got you got some you know you got the whole face in the mound of blow all kinds of stuff like that i don't, I don't really know if michael b jordan if it's a straight remake i don't really see michael jordan pulling off being that effective because he just doesn't seem like a a, a bad guy at the end of the day you know he seems like a, just a just a decent dude i don't know if he can pull off tough guy okay 
I think he can. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of his, so I think you know whatever he does. Yeah, I know he was in the wire. He was in the wire, so you know. But he wasn't like you know, he, he wasn't the old. He wasn't the drugs in that. He was little though. He was kind of corny in that. Look to me, he looked corny in that. But I don't remember him in there. In, he was young. He was really young in that. Yeah, I'm, I remember him in there. I definitely remember him. But I will say to what Ryan was talking about with black people in the in the drug roles or drug series or movies honestly i don't really have a problem with it i think and that's another thing that i think happens to black people or to minorities is where we try to pigeonhole people like ah we can't we can't have any more drug roles or drug but white people they're in a ton of drug movies they're in a ton of uh, serial killer movie, like they do every type of movie out there, and nobody cares. So I think there is a lane for people to do whatever gangster films or drug films or whatever. But you also have to have a lane to do other art. You can't get pigeonholed into those roles only. But but taking like wouldn't taking take those roles good, actually make you pigeonholed into those roles? Like if that's all we ever get. Because that's all we take. Listen to me. L- listen but to me. Is it? Look, this, uh, yeah. th- because we had we had Black Panther, like Paul said, it was one of the biggest movies. You got movies like, what was that movie that um, won an Oscar? Uh, the gay movie? Oh, yeah. The, the who? I didn't want to say that. The Moonlight? <laughs> Moonlight, yeah. The, yeah, Moonlight. Uh, yeah. You know Ryan, got the, you got, Ryan got the like, DVD. You have it's a, okay. I never saw it. I don't even know. I don't even know what it's playing on. You sure pull that name out your hat real quick though. Mm, mm. But on that, that dude's that dude's family was dealing drugs. It was the same story again, except he was gay. Okay, look, man. Let's we're gonna move on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have the closing word on this one. All I'm gonna say, if Michael B. Jordan can be Tony Montana, you got to give us something back. The black delegation has to return something. We need to have like Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. be uh, Nino Brown in the in the New Jack City remix. That's that's what I, that's what I'm, that's that's my that's the rule, man. You can't keep doing this. We're taking our, our you taking my Captain America. You taking Tony Montana. We come on now, give us something back. We will allow uh, Jennifer Lopez to play to, to play uh, the color purple. Play the Whitney Houston role. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Yes, right. Whatever the, the movie I still haven't seen. <laughs> All right, that'll work. We'll take that. Okay. Okay. All right. Last All right. one. So, uh, correction, correction on what I just said. Uh, specifically, Moonlight says a look at three defining chapters in life of a young black man growing up in Miami. But growing up in Miami probably means selling drugs. But I'll uh, go with what they say. His epic journey to manhood is guided by the kindness, support, and love of the community that helped raise him. So that's so all. So no says. drugs in there. And didn't and you said you said you didn't see Moonlight. No, yeah, I didn't see it. So. So I won't say. you sitting here complaining, talking about all the roles are only with black people being drug on, dealers. Man. But when you get roles, where they not drug dealers? Don't make you me. Don't, don't go make see. me Google it for real because you know it's probably about dealing drugs. Once it says community, once it says community, the only community that they know or let us make is the one where you're dealing drugs. No, it's the the thing is is and again, there are a ton of movies with black folks dealing drugs and i get yeah. tired of the bad ones my thing is i want to see black people in quality movies so okay. if you're making a trash drug lazy <laughs> movie the drug dealer movie starring bokeem woodbine you're like oh man i'm just putting that right back in the in the 99 cent bin oh no it's, <laughs> it's all right i'm passing on that one 
Right. But but if you have a taste or if you have a desire for a different type of movie, sometimes you got to branch out because there are a lot of artsy films um, about black folks or starring mm-hmm. black folks that aren't about drugs. But it's like, and eh, we don't want to see that. That's not really. Yeah, like Hustle and Flow. So yeah. Like, Yo, I watch a lot. Oh, about dealing drugs. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Let's see the Wu Tang, uh, the Wu Tang bio biopic. Oh, wait a minute, they're dealing drugs too. Exact same story every time. All right, man. Let's let's close it out with <sighs> anyway, at least one. Go ahead, Paul. You got this. All right, man. So look, this is this happened Saturday night, y'all. Apparently, y'all didn't get into this. I tried to warn y'all. I tried to get y'all up on this, y'all. You know, y'all ain't really STL lunatics like I thought y'all were, man. I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you know, y'all been living there your whole lives. It's real disappointing. So uh, Saturday night, it was uh, versus battle. We've talked about a couple of these before. I think last last one was uh, Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Uh, this one was Nelly, the STL legend versus uh, Ludacris, and it went uh, pretty bad. So I got on Nelly's Instagram feed like maybe twenty minutes early. I was trying to, put, I was actually trying to put this on my TV up at the house with the, with the wife. I was like, we're just gonna listen to this. So I got there like Nelly's feed like twenty minutes early, and it's never a good thing when you see like not Nelly but like one of his boys wearing like a a a a, a, a velour do rag in 2020 and he's trying to like fix the camera and get everything set up and you're like oh man if this is your IT dude we we in trouble and that's what I kept thinking the whole time I kept seeing this dude kind of walk in front of the camera trying to get things set up you know playing the switching out some music on the songs I was like this ain't going to go well then about 10 minutes before it got started oh man it started getting really choppy with the with the Wi-Fi and you could tell, like I was like, "Oh, this is gonna go bad. This is gonna go poorly." So then I hopped off there. I got back on Twitter. People were just already it was the thing hadn't even started yet. People were already roasting Nelly because his Wi-Fi was trash. And it, pretty much the whole time, I, I tried to listen in periodically over the next hour and a half. He would get in there for a little bit, but man, his his Wi-Fi was just so bad. He kept kept having a drop off. And I think eventually they just did like a like a voice call, and it was just like him calling Luda. Really? And Luda and, Luda, and yeah, they just playing. They were playing like they had the audio so they could play his songs, but. The video was just, and so man, the memes again. You have, you have to be on Twitter for these things because people were just making memes and 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 sending little little pictures and stuff like that. It was hilarious, but yeah, Nelly definitely uh, did not represent the Lou very well. I tried to reach out to Ish. Ish was not looking at his phone at all, obviously. But I was telling like, man, get. I was throwing the bat signal. Ish is the only one that can save the STL. Go out there and fix his man's Wi-Fi, <laughs> and he did not. And and Ish was not not paying attention to his phone, so. So yeah, man, you let you let the city down, Ish. How do you feel? Well, the reason I uh, again I don't necessarily get my notifications on the group me, but the reason I would not have seen your notifications that you sent is because I was watching the battle. Um, once it started, a couple people you know hit me up like you watching. I was like, uh, you know, let me turn this on. Like you said, Nelly is. You know, kind of a St. Louis icon, especially when it comes to music. I'm a big fan of Ludacris, you know, especially stuff that he did, you know, when he first came out back in the 90s and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to turn this on. I'm going to check it out. I noticed that Nelly, you know, that some people were calling him Nelly Riley because he was having the tech issues. Uh, also, I think a problem that Nelly had was Nelly, I don't know, it's kind of weird because Nelly was pl- played some song trash that even yeah. people that rock with him from St. Louis we like what is that and song look, he was, like like usually when you play a song in there after the first couple of beats 
you like, oh, yeah, I know what this is. And it's like, me and my wife are listening like, wait, what? what is this? And but so, the crazy thing was that he was going extra Nelly, when he did that. Nelly had too many throws. Yo, we shouldn't have had your wife do a commentary on it because I know she said some funny stuff. Yo, but Ryan, the funny thought thing was though. So he put on these songs that nobody heard of, and he would get extra into it, like more than the like like, like, <laughs> like, like country grammar came on. Like he was just in there, like eating a chicken wing and drinking like a little bit of like some purple drink or whatever he was drinking out of that little cup. Definitely vest soda. Come on, chilling. man, represent. He had emo's piece of vest soda. Some uh, chop suey fried rice. He was just chilling. He had, all, he had some toasted ravioli. But when that Akon song came on that nobody heard of, and that other song that was kind of like <laughs> R&B, like nobody heard of the songs, and we were like, and he was like getting hyped. He took his shirt off. I'm like, man, put your shirt back on, dude. Nobody knows what that song is. It was garbage. And so, like, yeah, man, he, he wasted a bunch of rounds on that, man. So I was disappointed, man. And Nelly did not yeah. do it. One, one of my coworkers pointed out a, a key fact, and that is, if you remember... Luda got his start like he was a radio DJ. Yep. He was a radio personality right. before he was a rapper, and I think he wanted to rap, you yeah. know, and figured radio was a good way. But he was on the radio. He has more of a sense of making his playlist, yep. like what's gonna pop, like what's gonna get the people really into it and really hype. Nelly, you know, and Nelly was drinking. Nelly was smoking. <laughs> Maybe Luda was too. But Nelly was playing stuff more for himself. Like, he ain't really cared what other people thought. So, uh, I think he had too many throwaways. I will say I enjoyed it overall. Like, uh, just hearing a lot of those songs back and forth. Stuff that you forget about. Like, I forgot um, Shake Your Tail Feather. I didn't forget about the song. But I I hadn't thought about that song in forever. And since Saturday... Like, that song's just been playing in my head because I'm like, yo, this is one of the dopest soundtrack songs in the history of soundtracks. And Didn't I say that in the group chat? But I forgot. Ishmael don't listen to it. That's right. Don't read it. But that's when we were debating about that. Didn't I say that, Paul? Didn't I say that, Paul? Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we've been talking. We talked about the Shake Your Tail Feather at least twice, like, in the last week. I said said Shake Your Tail Feather made Bad Boys 2 a dope movie. Oh, it's only that saved that movie, to to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) That movie was good. You tripped. But it, but actually, officially, I think that's a it's a Murphy Lee song. I went back look at that. It's a Murphy Lee song officially. It's not a. It's, He's on there too, though. No, but I think oh, it's, it? it's it's a Murphy Lee song featuring Nelly and and Diddy. I guess it's, I guess it's how they you know how how they rolled it out. Okay. Yeah, but it it was dope. So shout out to Nelly. He did still you know even though if you calling it a battle, which a lot of these really no. aren't, you know, battles in that type of sense, but. Yeah, Luda, Luda won that Luda had more, Luda played more hits that are just well-known that just get people bumping. But, like, Nelly had a catalog where you forget about some of those mm-hmm. songs and you forget about how much they knocked. Everybody know about the Country Grammar album, and Nelly had his his trophy, like, yo, this was the Diamond album, 10 million sold, yeah. and he made sure to rep that. So everybody knows that album. But some of the other songs that he did with other artists or some of the songs that he did off of other albums, like, he, he had some hits. And he reminded me in watching that. I'm like, yo, Nelly got more hits than I even think about Nelly having. Yeah. So I, I, th- I thought it was dope, despite the fact that it was bootleg with the Wi-Fi and all of that. <laughs> but that's St. Louis. That's so St. Louis right the there. Bootleg the bootleg Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yo, real talk, our Wi-Fi is trash, and we still ain't got fiber. I don't know what's going on, but uh, maybe one day. But uh, first of all, Paul, don't disrespect the God. 
You know, don't don't disrespect St. Louis. You already told I got you on the Nelly. You ain't know who he was. I was telling everybody about the St. Lunatics when I came to Memphis. So that's how y'all got on. And then he blew up because of me. So I'm taking all the credit for that. <laughs> but uh, like Jay-Z said, only dudes moving units, M-Pimp Juice and us. That's true. So we can't be out here disrespecting Nelly because he was he was selling a lot of albums, a lot. Mm-hmm. And the white people oh, loved wow. Nelly. And the white people wasn't watching no verses, I guarantee that. They probably don't even know about this. We just doing this. Actually, you know, I was, so if the it, white people was on there, they they be uh they be pumping up the Nelly stuff it, because they like it. I was surprised. I mean, I think I think Jill Scott and, and they I think when her and uh, Erica Badu did it, it was like eight hundred nine hundred thousand. Like Nelly and, and Luda, they only got like about four. I think four hundred thousand about where they hit the top. I could have because I, I listened to the Jill Scott, but I didn't listen to Nelly and them because I just didn't care that much. They were. Yeah, they they were above four fifty a couple okay. times, but I don't know. I don't think they ever got to five hundred thousand. But they got which I was. I thought was going to be crazy. I thought Nelly was going to be way higher, but maybe they did too early because it was like you know it was a Saturday at like uh, you know like seven. I mean, so on the West Coast, that's that's like you know three in the afternoon. Who's going to get on there at three in the afternoon? You know what I'm saying? They should have done maybe later on another day. Maybe I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, they're they're still trying to figure it all out, but but yeah, it didn't help yeah. man. I think and then think about it. I mean, Nelly and Luda, neither one of them is really making a lot of music right now, if at all. No. So Jill Scott, you know, she's still on tour. Erica Badu is still on tour. So those are current artists, even though they've been in the game for twenty, you know, twenty yeah. plus years, they're still out there right now. Whereas Nelly and Luda really haven't been active in making new songs for a while. So it makes sense that their numbers would be less, at least. To and me. let me let me shout out Luda because the one thing about him I'm gonna say is uh, one of my favorite diss tracks of all time, "War with God," where he was uh, dissing Ti, is is still it's it's one of the greatest. And so if you haven't heard that, or you need to be I heard that, you song. haven't heard it. Come on, man. All right, I, I'm thought for sure you heard it. You probably you had to have heard it, but uh, check it out, uh, Paul. You check it out too. Okay, it's, check uh, it it's out. dope. But um, so to I gotta give it, give that to Luda because it was fire. And then you got uh, I have listened to every Ludacris album all the way through at least once. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a fan of Ludacris because I never listened to them again. And I've never thought that the albums were bad. I was always when I was done, I was like, oh, those are cool. And a lot of these songs are on the radio, so I don't ever have to listen to them again. And that's kind of always <laughs> how it's been with with me and and Ludacris's music. So I don't know what that means. So it's no disrespect. I knew he had hits because Luda always seems to have two or three songs off of every album that was heavy rotation radio play, at, at least back then when everybody listened to the radio. Um, Nelly, Nelly had his time, but I think, uh, I don't know. I think he, he kind of spiked real quick, and then he kind of went and did country music for a little while, which I think he probably features on some country stuff right now. So that's why yeah. white people. He still ain't play none of them songs. Like he, he really can't really play, play them. That'd be weird. He, he, he wasn't crazy. That'd be you weird. He can't him, do bro. that. Yeah, you got to. He need to play that Tim McGraw joint. Yeah, he can't do that. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, man. This a black thing. Nah, man. They would have. Yeah, man. They would have rode rode us forever off of that. Nope. He had some fire, but man, he just he, it was it was a waste of opportunity. He, uh, Ludacris is a, is probably a better rapper, but Nelly has way more hits. I person I think and some just great songs. Nelly Nelly's an underrated rapper. Underrated rapper yeah. too. Like he Nelly's top end was much higher. Like again, he sold ten million in one yeah. album. Like his biggest hits were huge. huge. But I think I think when it comes to Luda, I think he's maybe been more consistent. You know where he just had 
a ton of just dope items. Even if even if they didn't go as high as uh, Nelly's did, I mean, dude was just consistent. But, but I, his, 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 his wordplay is more to me. His wordplay is more clever. I, I, I like how you know he, he comes up with some very interesting you know bars. Whereas you know Nelly's very punchliney. Yeah, yeah, ne- yeah, Nelly's. I mean. Nelly's a good a good rapper. Don't get me don't get me wrong. And he but he you know he kind of he was kind of the father Nelly of that kind of singing culture. stuff. He kind of he Nelly had the culture on all his songs. Like what the stuff he was saying, like people start doing right. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, but, he, but he also did. I mean, he he was kind of. I pop. didn't know the grills. I forgot the grills was even his song. I thought it was Paul Wall's song. But he also you know pioneered the kind of the singing. I mean, it was kind of nursery rhyme. That's what people say. But it it was kind of the singing stuff, which is kind of like you know you can draw a line from that to like Drake and what's going on now with hip hop, man. You know, it's kind of like a blend of R and B and and rapping. You know, yeah, I guess he was yeah. out before. I think Jaru. Luda put it the best, where Luda said, like, when he said Nelly got a unique sound, and I think both of them had very unique uh, sounds. But he said Nelly, you got a unique sound. He said. There's no other rapper that sounds like Nelly. Nope. And then he said, and if there is, they didn't come around till after Nelly. Yeah. So he's like, when Nelly first started, it was nobody in the world that sounded like him. And now there are, like you said, Drake and there are other guys who kind of do the sing song. But all of them got their style from Nelly. So uh, he definitely had a big impact on the rap game, an impact on the culture. Impact so, on the Air Force uh, once. I hope he got paid for that. Yep. Oh, for sure. There was no way and he could you even scuffed that up song my Jays. You scuffed up my Jays. That was a, that was a hit. <laughs> a lot of airplay on that one too. Don't disrespect the guy. Yeah, he should have played better up. I think that was more regional, like for St. Louis. Yeah, better up was, was. bumping. Yeah. but he didn't play better up on that. I wouldn't have either. I listened back to it and I was like, I liked it for a St. Louis song, but it's really not that good. <laughs> so yeah, he he should have left it alone. But. Anyway. Anyways, for the listeners, let us know what you thought. We know folks have been talking about the Nelly vs. Luda uh, verses for a while, but we want to hear who you thought won. All our STL folks, are y'all riding with the hometown kid, or do y'all think uh, Luda got the win in that? Uh, also, any other um, show suggestions that you have, feel free to reach out to us via email. We are at theblackdelegatespod at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us via social media, you can hit us up at blackdelegates. That there's a um, underscore between black and delegates, and that is on Twitter and Instagram. We also, uh, you can reach us on Facebook, or if you want to reach us individually, uh, Boxwine Poppy is at Boxwine Poppy on Twitter. The Black Ryan is at The Black Ryan on Twitter, or you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at Ish Creates. That's I S H Creates. Paul, people want to help out the show, help us continue mm-hmm. to grow, help us to find a new audience so we can get 450,000 folks and be disappointed. <laughs> what can hey, go do? out there and rate us and review us, man. Tell us what you think about the pod. Give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to this on. Uh, rate us and review us and tell a friend man that's the that's the big thing ryan you got any closing words for us uh no no closing words just uh check out war with god and let me know what you think paul and ishmael matter of fact play it after this after the uh after we sign and off. do not listen to bourbons and lax because that is terrible definitely listen to bourbons and lax and i'm still gonna give me some rap noodles oh, in the very near future gonna get hepatitis oh and diabetes terrible <laughs> yeah you definitely you're gonna be potting with a flu game when you come back rona just gonna be waiting for you rona, rona be waiting for you like oh okay you had the rap noodles okay here we come rona 
and any plumbers out there, y'all want to do a um, a garbage disposal installation for some free podcast promotion, <laughs> holla yeah, That's right. <laughs> Definitely will do that. All, all uh, 50 of our listeners will have your information. Right. All right. All right. Till next week. Peace.